tell you like a G told <clears throat> Shit, I'ma tell you like a G told me I'ma tell you like a P told me Yeah I'ma tell um and um Okay I'ma tell you like a G told me You could do anything and that's that I'ma go hard, I'm a beast, I'm a dog Niggas hate from afar and that's facts When I pull up, I'ma show out I be dripped down, dressed up in all black Never need luck, I be charged up Get your buzz up, little nigga, and that's that I'ma tell you like a G told me You could do anything and that's that I'ma go hard, I'm a beast, I'm a dog Niggas hate from afar and that's facts When I pull up, I'ma show out I be dripped down, dressed up in all black Never need luck, I be charged up Get your buzz up, little nigga, and that's that the rock and I'll go for the win Back up my shit yet again My baby girl got a twin I need to push out the bins Spend a few bands on my friends, ayy Talk about me like you act like you know me Back up, back up on me, niggas too phony Early twenties like a multi Ginobili Purple, yellow, like a shout out to Kobe Oh yeah, ooh I believe I was born when I'm born to be The tough talk, walk around like a prince or king I can't wait just to see what my future brings I grew up, Hello, hello, hello. This is episode 14 initiative of season two, Broken No Joke. We're finally back again. Mm-hmm. This is your girl, Carmen. And this is your girl, Loija. What's goody? In Tamara's voice. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was going to put what's goody for one of the posts and I'm like, dang, I should have done it. I missed my shot. Like, now we know for next time what's goody. We definitely have to use that a little bit more. Bring the New York sense of style here you know what's goody <laughs> so what are we doing today carmen today um well it's very interesting um the episode is titled initiative aloisi and i were going back and forth with what initiative meant um which took us a bit because everybody has a different mentality of initiative um and when she was helping me out for making the flyer she was like well what does that mean to you um, and I saw for her it meant something different than for me. So maybe we can both share a little bit of like the creative process behind initiative. But we also have a very positive quote of the week. So mm. Mm. let me go ahead and introduce you to this week's positive quote. And that goes, we're all toxic to someone. We've all hurt others. The best we can do is learn from our mistakes and be as kind to ourselves and other others as possible. And that's the IG for the daily inspiration is the positive minds. I found them kind of on Instagram. Like, you know, like when you just follow those little positive IGs. So I pretty much, you know, I like to read one every day to kind of like put me in good ease because I be waking up turned up sometimes. <laughs> No, I feel that. I'm really glad we are trying to bring more positive quotes into the episode because either they tie into what's going on with the week. I think this one, I'm like, dang, we're all toxic to somebody. We always think that other people are toxic to us, but, you know, we can be toxic to other people, too. But, oh, my God, we have a special guest, but we'll we'll, we'll be sharing more of that later, later on. Um, She's going to be making her entrance into here, but I know we were talking about initiative. Well, for me, I thought initiative for myself was, like, taking the mic, taking the stage, because I know sometimes I'm like, dang, I'm shy, so I need to put myself more out there, but I don't know. What, What does initiative mean to you? Well, to me, initiative, I was looking at it more like, you know, the beginning of something like, you know, taking initiative, like if you come up with an idea, what's your like, how do you initiate like that idea and making it into like something, you know, I was just like every time she would kind of like send me the flyer, she'll be like, I will always see like a person in the background just holding a mic and I'm like we're not i mean we're technically are kind of performers you know being hosts and stuff with the podcast but i was thinking more like okay like the last episode was structure 
this episode is initiative. So structure was making a plan and like, you know, structuring yourself out. Initiative is like, okay, now I'm going to actually go and, and get to it. I got to get busy. So, you know, finding that that initiation of like doing something for yourself or a goal no yeah and i appreciate it because i've been in a like creative rut so sometimes you can get initiative from friends that are supporting you and then you get that spark and you're like you know what let me take that initiative to do it because they're expecting something from me and it's a positive thing so i i agree i definitely agree i do have to add in 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 this episode that carmen has been a little down this week so we're gonna have to do something about that but later on we're gonna talk more about that and let's talk about it but how about we introduce the artist of the week Yes, so the special artist that we had playing for y'all as soon as the episode opened, his name is Cam Jones, and he is from NorCal. Very, very exciting artist, a young artist. He's 24 years old. He's a multidisciplinary artist based out of the Central Coast of California, specifically Santa Maria, California. So that's NorCal for a lot of you people. And I feel like NorCal and SoCal people are totally different, so you might have felt that vibe uh, during the song. He's self-taught, he's a producer, he mixes and masters his own music. He actually went to Spotify's new artist. I was peeping through his IG, so you know, you never know. We might have like been like A&Rs this whole time and artists that we feature here are like going to be popping. But his song is called That's That from the EP2 series and you can follow him on IG. It's underscore C-A-M dot Jones cam jones you heard this here first so if he blows up <laughs> let us know y'all <laughs> broke ain't no joke needs half of that check <laughs> just saying well on today's week we actually have um not one but we're lucky to have two lucky guests here at the studio recording with us so i'm gonna go ahead and let carmen do the introduction because she she does such a good job like i'll be stuttering on all this shit so i'd rather just her do it so <laughs> thank you thank you uh like we both said like we're so stoked um to have these two creators here in the building everybody get excited because i feel like we got really excited we're like oh shoot like they came but we have the bunch brunch two bomb creators in the studio hey wow. get it hey y'all it's my cue yeah. okay i'm in <laughs> i'm tagged in i'll just way on the sideline <laughs> what's up everyone this is benjamin co-founder of brunch to bomb this is adrian reed co-founder of brunch to bomb hey i'm so happy to you know what's so crazy like i have a really good friend hey um his name is kev i met him here i used to work with him like um air la remember when i was doing that carmen um and he like loves loves your brunch like he non-stop at your brunches so if you guys Smart Kevin, um, shout, shout outs to you kev shout outs to you because he's always in brunch to bomb so i think i'm gonna make the next one i promise guys I'm going to go well, a little bit I mean, more. I made it out here from Long Beach and LA traffic, so I'm pretty sure you're going to make the next one. I'm going to definitely make the next one. It's only fair. I'm, I'm putting you, I'm adding you to this too. Yes. So too. Yes, both of you guys. <laughs> no, we're, we're definitely there for the next one. We have Adrian Reed and DJ Benjamin Walker. Don't forget to follow them on IG. Um, it's at the Adrian Reed, A-D-R-I-E-N-N-E-R-E-E-D. And DJ Benjamin Walker in the studio. The Walker. That's me. It's the Walker. Right. I see he gets real, real hype when you gas him. You yeah. don't like running on E? Yeah, no. No, 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 no brakes. <laughs> no brakes. <laughs> 
because Miss Miss Reed made a, a little grand entrance, and you know, a <laughs> and she came ready. She came with her little pen, brunch tube bomb. Like, yeah, I'm here. I'm here. It's okay. We all about business here. At least you made it. You know, you could have got here at four o'clock, but you got here at three forty. So. <laughs> I'm from New York, so it, it still takes me a while to get places here. I, I hear it. <laughs> I, I can tell. I'm glad because a lot of people in New York think that I got this like Cali accent now and i'm just like no i'm so new york like i can't get i can't you are like, wearing a laker shirt i mean i was i was you know I, this morning i just threw on anything but i we were yesterday we went to a game so it was just like you know king oh, you went to the game yesterday king oh j let's start the podcast there <laughs> oh no let's start the podcast there how no. was the game was it amazing <laughs> let's not get there <laughs> every year we go to a dinner Okay. Just to like say job well done to ourselves. Oh. And that dinner was scheduled for yesterday. But Ben hit me. He was like, yo, tickets are looking good for the game. You trying to go? I was in the middle of a bunch of stuff. I said, who are they playing? As soon as I said that, he was like, you know what? You don't really want to go. Never mind. <laughs> oh, no. And then who were they playing there yesterday? There were a bunch of people that we know that went to the game. LeBron scored 36, 38, something like that. I'm never going to hear the end of it. <laughs> Real, real Laker fans know it, 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 it doesn't matter when we say you want to go Laker game it doesn't matter who they're playing well no like honestly like I really want to say like our story and it's kind of like a little messed up Um, I would honestly say here out loud in front of everyone don't ever buy tickets from StubHub ever in your life oh, no. Um, so we ended up getting the tickets we go there and then somewhat we don't have tickets but with the confirmation shows that we have tickets so it's just like we wasn't gonna we already missed like 40 minutes 50 minutes of the game is almost almost an hour and i was just like it's cold out here i'm not waiting he's on the phone like my friend is on the phone with like StubHub non-stop like we're like we're here we're wasting time like we bought the tickets and then i, I don't know where we just i was just like i'm over it i'm impatient so i'm just like i'm standing outside it's cold I mean, I would love to see LeBron because, you know, and then everything going on with Kobe, rest in peace, Kobe and Gianna. Um, so I really wanted to go to the game. I've never been to the game. I've been living here for two years. So it would have been cool. But unfortunately, I didn't. We we, we got to be outside of the game, <laughs> but the tickets never came through. So it was just like, well, you we bought them. Well, he bought them in StubHub. So I just don't get how we never got them. It is what it is. Everything happens for a reason. Makes two of us. You missed out. I missed out. We so. all missed out. You know, we'll go to a game, <laughs> but apparently, unless he's playing Michael Jordan and oh, shot, I, then I it's just then asked it's because I didn't know. I didn't, you know what? Next question. All I need to know is is LeBron James playing? Yes, no, that's it. That's take a bot. That's very important. I feel like, I mean, I've never gone to a Lakers game. Let me ask you game. this What's if that? I told you Beyonce has a concert in LA, would you be like, Well, where's I'm not going. At? Yeah, no, I'm not a, that big of Beyonce fan. Neither am oh. I. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. For, I'm going. I'm, I'm going. Quick, fast, and in a hurry. I wish I'm they would say Rihanna. I went. Well, where's it at? No, we Re Nation. Yeah, Re Nation. So you guys were Rihanna over Beyonce. Yes, we rocking the we rocking the Fenty. We're trying to get Savage Fenty to be sponsors. You know what I mean? They're clearly younger than I am. Well, how old are you? If you don't mind us, mind us asking. I'm 34. Oh, I'm 29. I'm almost 30. I'm old, too. I'm 26. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but Carmen, <laughs> Carmen is probably the youngest. I have a lot of life experience, everybody. Okay. <laughs> She's still learning, everyone, please. I would... Mm, I honestly don't think that. They're two different genres. And I honestly, like, Beyonce... I'm not saying I dislike her. 
I like the beginning Beyonce. I just feel like now it's just like you you've done a great job as an artist. You know, Are you enjoy one of those your. That says that I'm Hope just changed. Saying, no, 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 no. I don't think Hove because I listen. I'm Hove to the death of me and Biggie Smalls. Like I'm from Brooklyn, okay. Marcy, Best Eye. But I just feel like Beyonce. Like if you reached the pinnacle already, like it's like why can't you just let other artists take like take the stand like you know like i understand like people look at her like she's like some goddess and it's just like okay you know how to give it to you you yeah. do what to do you kill the stage coachella that was a whole concert love it but it's just like i i people be sucking her too much and i just don't need to suck her like that <laughs> I, I said I, I actually said i do want to go to one of our concerts i've had this conversation with people that just listen to the music it's not the same when you go to the show and experience her live that's when all of a sudden she feels like a goddess yeah. because she's well you gotta go to a concert well i'm gonna go to a concert <laughs> and i'm gonna see if she's like truly a goddess but i i definitely stand with what i say like I'm, people I'm be just sides. sucking her uh, the, the way I'm on both sides. I, I see how Adrian feels about Beyonce, how I feel about LeBron James and Lakers. Oh, so I get that. Gosh. But I do see how you guys feel about, you know, <laughs> Beyonce. That's probably how Adrian feels about, like, she'll, she'll admit it. Like, they're good. I but, you know, that's how you guys feel. I feel, feel like about, all I, I artists it. do definitely deserve their credit. Yeah. I think Beyonce has been there, done that. I'm waiting for something different from Beyonce. Riri, I'm like, okay, cool. I've been to a well, Riri the good thing concert, is I'm waiting for something different Beyonce. from Beyonce. I'm waiting for is re anything a anything re re give me a note a hum but maybe it's a secret uh, maybe a that's the thing something a an instrumental <laughs> give me something i think she's like focusing more on like her savage fenty or like her makeup and like that's cool whole, but it's just like you know you did start off with music so it's like can so you please i guess we can say from a fashion point we can argue beyonce and rihanna but musically as a dj it's like well one of them's not even putting out content i mean so i'm just by default I'm gonna have to just go with Beyonce because I, I I don't know what Rihanna's doing. I think you just want to go with Adrian's side because you know. No 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 no! I like, love the fact that you guys were <laughs> against Beyonce. I was like, oh, interesting. Oh but. no, yeah, this is a very raw and uncut podcast. So if we feel a certain type of way, we'll let y'all know. But we definitely want to, <laughs> like you said, you know, when you go to an experience, you're like, how how did that happen? And that's a perfect segue into this next question because we can definitely tell the camaraderie between you two. And it seems like y'all like, you know, y'all are not afraid to step on each other's toes or go into different situations. So for those of uh, the listeners that are listening, they kind of want to know the background story of how y'all got together and how did Brunch 2 Bomb happen? Like how to initiate. Short version or? Well, we can have both versions. We can, whoever wants to take the mic first. Short version here is, um, well, first off, me and Adrian have been friends for, I'm old, so I'm going to say like 15 years, 17 years. So it's a, it's a true genuine friendship here. Uh, no, because I didn't meet you until I moved into the other door. Let's just roll 15. 15? Yeah, yeah. 15. 15. Yeah. Oh, it's like a married They're couple. Probably, like, yeah. when did we Let's get married again? <laughs> All right, so 15 years. Uh, brunch started my short version of a, uh Adrian had a birthday party. Does not like to do nightclubs. As a DJ, I had another option for at a venue in West Hollywood called Harlow. She brought she a village. She has a ton of support. Great friends. Came out. We both have a love for R&B. I knew she's not promoter, but if we could kind of, that's the word I'm looking for. If we can kind of pitch this to her the right way, she may be about it because we both love R&B. She loves a brunch. Um, I was a smart girl. Yeah. Uh, day drinking and I, just, I love the DJ. Bottomless mimosas. 
See, you're saying all the all the things that went to the pitch, um, <laughs> and then uh, a little extra cash. That's how when we were first started, us we were thinking oh, a little extra something on a Sunday once a month. It was more of a, like a odds are you're gonna go brunch somewhere on a Sunday once a month. I'm I'm down. So let's try this again, and it grew and grew and grew. I don't want to take the whole thing, but that's my short version of it. I like fill in. I, I, I want to listen to Adrian's yes, version yes. now. <laughs> yeah, there's always two sides to each story. So what's the real? <laughs> well, it's always three sides, actually. Oh, true. His, hers, and then the truth. Mm. Oh, well, mine <laughs> is the truth. Um, We're ready. His is pretty spot on. Uh, ben and I have been friends for years. Um, back when I was in corporate America, we talked about starting some little brunch event. Couldn't really agree on anything. Plus, our individual careers, it kind of started to take off. Um, him as a celebrity DJ. Uh, at the time, I was a regional vice president. So it just didn't make sense to do something else. Fast forward, I'm now full-time entrepreneur. Birthday's coming up. Ben plugs me um, with a brunch at a venue he already has a relationship with. Um, they said we could have the whole venue. So I invited all, all my people. Everybody came. It was a good time. It was a great turnout. The manager um, is a big part of why we're here today. Billy told Ben, like, let's do this again. Ben told Billy she's not going to do it because I had never promoted parties. I don't like clubs. It just didn't make sense. So I told Ben we could give it a shot, but we can't invite our people to the first one. Like, let's just see who comes. I'll market it because I'm a marketing and brand strategist. We'll see what comes out of it. Almost 300 people came. The mm. next one, almost 400 people or 400 people came. The next one, 500 people came. And it just kept growing. And we, since then, we've always had issues with capacity and having enough space for people and, you know, really just catching up to the growth. But it all started to Ben's point with that birthday party um, on top of a prior conversation that two good friends had mm -hmm. and a little white guy in West Hollywood that believed we had something special. That's really it. There's always the white people who believe in us, right? Sometimes. Sometimes. The white people <laughs> believing in us. But um, there is access that they have historically that they can grant. We just need them You know, money. if they're advocates. If they're advocates and allies. And Billy's been a great ally of Brunch 2 Bomb, um, of Ben and Adrian as people. He's become a dear friend uh, to both of us. So shout out to you, Bill. Um, but also, we definitely want to highlight the fact that <laughs> This started. <laughs> Holy this shit. Is, I want to give a shout out to Ben because, you know, if it wasn't yeah. for him, like, he, Brunch 2 Bomb, I don't know. I'm not saying I'm giving him Let's the put credit. Put payroll. Take like, her everywhere. I, I'm just Take saying. Everywhere. Because Ben literally, like, he was like, my friend, she doesn't like, she doesn't like clubs. She likes this. He kind of, like, made, like, a little business proposal and was like, hey, for your birthday, boom. And just sold it. Like, and you know. No, yeah. It. It's, it's oh. love yeah. from all sides, to be hey. honest, because. Pass right here. Yeah. <laughs> Go past the brunch right here. You're officially Ben's favorite person <laughs> in the world because I'm the talker. So a lot of people just act like he doesn't exist, and he does exist. And you just summed up. Wow. And this is recorded. I, so I, I honestly think it's because of the New York Yankee hat. Like he literally just like I just I was like wow. She thought he was from New York. I mean, yeah, the New York Yankee hat. Like a lot of LA people don't really like. <laughs> why would I want to wear a New York Yankee have have LA Dodgers here? Well, technically, LA Dodgers are from Brooklyn, so I just want to say that. <laughs> I just want to say that I'm a Dodger fan, and I don't have anything to argue there. They are originally the Brooklyn That's Dodgers. Good. <laughs> That's good. I'm a go hard Brooklyn girl. Headed back to Brooklyn <laughs> the end of the month. Yeah, I mean, it's people. super gentrified, but hey, I'll let it slide. Mm. I'll well. let it slide.
as is America. But that's Anyways. dope, though, the initiation, like, from both parties. Um, yes. Especially you, you know, like, not wanting to be in, like, nightclubs and stuff. Like, that's pretty awesome, just making things happen on your birthday. Like, I feel like things like that are, like, a sign to, want, like, well, for me. And it was just like, wow. If you didn't have him, um, Ben, as a friend, to be like, oh, I think I could see so much potential. And then you having such a, a community behind you to support like that's what one of our episodes was community support and mm -hmm. the fact that so many people showed up for your birthday goes to show like how much they fuck with you you know so that's pretty dope no yeah and as entrepreneurs i think uh one of the important things that you mentioned was that for your birthday um obviously all your friends and community were gonna come but for the next one you were like oh we can't invite the same people that we know let's see if like Other from word of mouth or from the marketing like it'll just naturally gravitate people to go so i think that's very important yeah because i mean your your village can only take you so far right you can't exhaust them as a resource mm -hmm. you our friends come to our brunch now but some come every brunch some come every other brunch some come every quarter like my business can't thrive if it's only dependent on family and friend support there has to be an external mode of support like the store we're in right now like if only the family's buying t-shirts there's only so many t-shirts they can buy That's other true. people have to be down or you really don't have a concept did you think that you'd be using like um your corporate marketing background for now this creative side for both of you for brunch to bomb yes and no i think when i was a kid i've always been good at selling things and seeing bigger pictures like even as a child and as a kid i wanted to study african-american studies and my mom challenged me with what I was gonna do with that, and I ended up being a marketing major, hating it, mm -hmm. um, dropping out or taking a year off that ended up ended in, ended up in me dropping out, moving into banking, and going right into marketing. So like, it's always been a natural skill set that I've used, and I've always been drawn to my culture. Mm -hmm. So now, like, I never thought that this was possible because it was removed from the realm of possibility for me in my household as a child. But now I'm using my ability to bring people together um to market naturally and to strategize for branding naturally um to create safe spaces for my people mm -hmm. so essentially i'm doing what i've always wanted to do through a vehicle that i never thought i would which is to the outside world throwing a party but if you're a person of color it's way more than a party music good vibes drinks dance food that's how we commune with each other as people of color right like that's where 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 indigenously we would make our decisions where we would have our worship like it's all surrounding the same pillars it's way more than just some party we're throwing together people come to brunch to bomb and uh, not only do they find life partners they find roommates they find business opportunities they find community um so it's really it's really um powerful for us as founders to be a part of people finding community in this huge city and they get to turn up you know well, that's how you find community because when you turn it up you're being your most authentic self when you're, you're not you, worrying about when, it when you're your realest self other people gravitate towards you when you're putting on and acting like somebody you're not then people are not going to give you the same energy that's why it's important to have safe spaces for people of color to thrive you can thrive when you hear the music that you like to hear culturally when you have a drink in your system when you feel like nobody's looking at me crazy like i can just be my best self then all of a sudden what happens to you just meeting somebody at the bar and not being a thirst bucket like 
the opportunities are endless, right? Mm-hmm. This could be your next husband. This could be your next business partner. This could be your next boss, your next roommate. This could be the friend to the friend of the friend you lost touch with 10 years ago. Then you'll run, see that friend at the next brunch. Mm-hmm. Like all those things are possible when you're just showing up being your best self and being authentic. When you got to wear a mask, like you normally have to do in spaces that are not created for people of color, then it's hard for you to take the initiative to step out be who, and receive the things that you deserve. We definitely agree. I think um, for us, we've never attended them. We know people that have, but they always talk about like the safe space, the fact that you go and it's a very relaxed space where you're having fun. And then also that it's like a space, like you said, to network too, besides the partying. And it's like a space, even though it's like quote unquote, like millennials, or maybe that is your predominant audience that does attend, but it's people from all walks of life, all ages. Like I was look, like scrolling through the pictures. I'm like, dang, everybody's here. Like your aunt, your uncle, like not just quote unquote millennials. You know what I mean? It, it's supposed to kind of replicate a family reunion vibe. Like mm-hmm. we've had some of our loyal millennial supporters, which is our majority of our demographic, come and bring their parents to celebrate their birthdays, things like that. I mean, Ben can definitely relate. She's, she's trying to throw me outside because usually these podcasts and Adrian does a majority of the talking. So she's like, here you go, Ben. I, I know what's going on. So it's just, I was just like, all right. <laughs> yes. To your, both of you guys points on the thing is it's not something for just millennials. Uh, my mother shows up. It definitely like Adrian always says, has like a wedding vibe to it. And then like the way as a DJ and when I DJ or other DJs, we kind of uh, set the vibe that way. So it starts off kind of like slower, just kind of bob your head, you know what I'm saying, some chill music, like, you know, your SWVs or, well, you're 26, I, I don't know, but maybe. <laughs> I know SWVs. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Your soul for reals, you know, just, you know, music soul child, and then we get into, like, some sing-alongs to, like, you know, wake people up, we marry J. Blige, Beyonce, and then, you know, we get to turn up, your Roddy Riches, your Rihanna's, your, you know what I'm saying, like, your Rick Ross's, we, a little something for everybody, Everybody. a yeah. little YG, a little, a little bit, a little, because, like, we are still brunch to mom, I, we always try to make sure we're a 90s or throwback brunch, so we try not to get too much of the term, because that's one thing for me, I plan on, um, I really push for is not becoming like every other party, I feel like that vibe that we create, and with Adrian scene, it keeps it keeps us on track for what our brand stands for no i think we we both respect that the authentic authenticity um because when people go to your events you know they're used to that they're like oh like this is an event that's not just like any other party because there's a bunch of people like throwing events in la that to me it becomes very repetitive um but this seems to be very very unique so with that said do y'all believe that initiative from both of you and the team that y'all have created has kept Brunch to Bomb alive and thriving and then every year like changing? Um, because I, I feel like brands do change, but they still stay foundational and grounded. So I feel yes and yes. I do feel um, obviously our brand has our brand has changed because, well, one, we've gone from a 180 person party with Adrian friends to 2,000 people, oh, 1,500 at free play to you know just selling out an influencer so that makes you change your brand like that was something that happened when me and adrian like oh shit this is this is something that they believe in let's really take this seriously as entrepreneurs so that definitely changes the brand and then you have like sponsors that want to come in and get involved and just uh the the recognition of seeing who we are the thing that what we built which we kind of are starting to see a little bit that's going to help us evolve um 
But the one thing that we do stay consistent of, regardless of the numbers and the sponsors and the people that come through, is our core values that have built brunch, which is the safe space, something for our people, for the culture, um, not just the music. The we, we try to go to places that typically are bougie Hollywood spots, and then we come in there and say, hey, we're going to do the same, the same venue you guys have, but we're going to do it our way. So a lot of you people that may not be able to get into this spot on a Friday or Saturday, I tell you what, you can get here on Sunday, first come, first serve, once a month. That's something that we've just never changed, no matter how fast tickets sold out or people reached out to us. Our, our overall core values have stayed the same, and I don't, I don't think they'll ever change. They haven't so far. I, I think for us to be successful, I hope they wouldn't. But our brand has definitely evolved with the support of the people for me. Hey, amen to that. I, I would definitely echo that we've evolved. We definitely, I, I would, I'd be really hesitant to say that we've changed because we have stayed the same, right? And I would go back to our very first brunch where Ben and I literally touched every table, spoke to every single person that came in um, during downtime. We took shots with people, bought people drinks, got to know, oh, I see you're married, da-da-da, or where'd you go to school, or how'd you find out about us, or what's your favorite song? Like, we would literally just sit there and have conversations with people. Engaging with Yeah, and we've always been, and we always will be a place that offers communal seating. So if the two of you came and you sat at a table for four, and I have two other people, I'm sitting them with you. Like, I want you to make two new friends. They're not going to hurt you. This may be an opportunity for you guys to just, at the very least, know another dope person. So I think that the things that we've evolved through are the growth, right? You can't do the same thing with 185 people as you can as you can with 1,500, 2,000 people, right? Um, and I think the part about taking the brand seriously, to Ben's point, is the advocacy. So now that we know that we have something special and it's not some fly-by-night thing, yes, we have to take it more seriously as entrepreneurs, but also as community leaders. Brunch 2 Bomb is a community. So when we're meeting with venues, we're advocating with venues, we're fighting with them to make sure that we're getting the things that our people deserve as opposed to you know getting some shoddy deal where things are more expensive when we come or there's like um, less service when we come or you know different things that happen when you're working as a person of color in establishments that may not be owned or run by people of color there's a slight difference in the treatment that you get right but we take meeting after meeting after meeting to make sure that those standards are upheld to say that we know the audience that we attract we know we're attracting millennial professionals primarily nobody's gonna come in here and do nothing stupid so no you can't all of a sudden pop up metal detectors you don't even know what that means for me as a professional person of color to all of a sudden you swiping me you're you're wanting me yeah no that's not that's not what's going to happen we'll fight you to the to the death on stuff like that because to be a safe space the safety is really one that we create for you to be authentically who you are, mm-hmm. right? That's the safe space that we're providing. The safe we have security, you know, like you're literally safe. But are you safe to be you? Do you not have to put on that mask and act like you're somebody else to be here? Do you have to be Hollywood bougie fake and put on your best dress and work on your hair and makeup for hours to get in the door? No, just come as you are. Be cool. Don't start no bullshit. Just be chill, meet some other chill, cool people, people. have a good time, have some drinks and just vibe responsibly. Out. Don't get don't get pissy drunk. Get home safe. Yeah. See you next month. Same thing that would happen if you had a barbecue at your house. Same thing. Don't fuck up my house. 
come through. I'm going to take care of don't you. Don't be getting too we're, drunk. We're going to play some good games. I, don't get too drunk. Mostly, not even because of cleanup and shit like that. I need to make sure you get home safe. Safe. Like, your safety matters to me. Like, at the end of the brunch, we're always talking to our fellas, making sure the ladies that come to brunch get home safe. You know, they're capturing women of color every day and putting them in, in sex trafficking systems, right? We're aware of those things. We just have to make sure that that the, the community aspect runs through and through the same community aspect to Ben's point that we had when we first started doing table touches. Mm -hmm. It's just evolved. Now we care more and deeper and we're caring for each other. I'm going to go. I've never been, <laughs> oh, we I've have never to been go. but I would definitely go. The next one's February 23rd. You can download our calendar for the year on our website, brunch2bomb.net. It's also available on our Instagram um, and all of our events are planned for the rest of 2020. We'll have some other events that we add, but the dates are pretty set. We'll definitely have to repost that on our Instagram so yeah. the listeners can go and attend these events because this is like one of a kind, I think, for L.A. I don't know if they have this in New York, something like know. that, similar? They have okay. they have brunches. No. They okay. have brunches, no. but not the, no. I don't know. Are you I know guys how in New York people be, yeah, yeah, we got something like that. Nah, uh, New York. Nah. First and foremost, nah. settle down. Nah, New York, you settle don't down. have Because I could go from being your favorite to yours, you know, okay? You know. <laughs> Please. So, but we we're open to going and having but brunch I was just about about in New York. That, sure. Yeah, yeah, brunch tomorrow sure. in New York. Yeah, we did a test in New York, um, Brooklyn, in, Queens. No, we were. Where were we? We weren't in Brooklyn, but we, we weren't. We weren't in Brooklyn. We went through a connect to this venue just to try it out because we were there for CultureCon. Mm -hmm. Shout out to Imani Ellis and the CCNYC. Um, had a great time and decided since we're here, let's do a brunch. Um, location played a part because you know that's the thing about traveling. We're not from there, mm -hmm. so you know we're doing we're planning shit through emails and stuff like that, just trying to figure it out. Um, so right now we're planning on doing some traveling this year and mm -hmm. doing pop ups across the country, just trying to find the right allies who aren't trying to game us who got the you know the right you guys plugs. should check out milk milk rivers in new york yeah. they're really they're really good milk rivers i do know what milk rivers do is they have them out here in la and um they says, have a right. they, yeah no they're, that's they're, they're i great. know that is um it's owned by uh you know a person of color and, and they, I know are, that they have they, they have really good i know that they have food they have like stuff like that and it's it's yeah, borderline of brooklyn events like Queens, i've seen kinda, stuff but like it's more brooklyn pepsi and it's like Gatorade East New York Nike. area. It's, it's a Are you talking about Milk River Restaurant? Yeah. Oh, okay, got it. Milk River Restaurant. On Brooklyn, yeah, in, Brooklyn, in Brooklyn, on Atlantic. Yep. I mean, Broken No Joke is all about community support. So after the show, if you guys want to talk, um, we have her friend Alvin here and Aloysia. They're both from New York City. So if you guys want more like local insights about New York, I definitely suggest because we definitely want to all grow together. And I feel like that's what the vibe that I get is that you all want to grow together. <laughs> Or, or hit because she's talking about you, but I have no, no. point of reference. Uh oh. <laughs> yes. So, Milk Rivers, please get on that. You got me looking bad out here. Oh, no. <laughs> no, but yeah, we. we oh, I, that kind of like is amazing because, I mean, it started here in LA, but like, you know, you never know. Locally, nationally, it, it could be happening. So, okay. Well, um, so for Brunch to Bomb, what are the goals for 2020? I mean, you guys did mention, you know, expand to New York, which is cool. I would definitely, you know, I got some people out there that would love some brunches. Yeah, since you guys, since you got, since you guys said, well, no, I'm just saying about New York. I, I mean, I wish I could travel to New York to go to your brunch, but I'm just saying my no, people you, out there would would definitely be. I mean, I'm gonna go the one here. I, I'm pretty sure Kev would not lie to me. He goes to you, your, you guys' brunch all the time. It's either that or Shaba. So those are the ones he put me on to already. I'm not a party person. I'm more of a home 
oh, homebody kind of. But I said 2020, I want to go out more. So. And hey, we should go to Brunch to Bomb because I feel like the networking and getting to meet other people that are like-minded like us would be amazing. And I think Carmen needs to meet a black guy because I'm just, oh. I'm over the whole Korean and, oh. and, 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 and Spanish guys type thing. Okay. <laughs> You guys said you you guys meet 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 right. some loved ones roommates right. we we roommates yeah, already your kings are, could be waiting for you <laughs> I wish y'all could see Carmen's face right now because she's just like what just happened well we I, put each other on the spotlight I'm against men right now I'm in a funk so any men opposite sex I'm not really trying to deal with men right now I'm sorry <laughs> man fuck okay. <laughs> okay. man no cop. No, no comment. We're gonna you. We, we're gonna get your opinion on that a little later. Cause I want. I definitely. I like Adrian. Cause I like how straightforward yeah. she is. So I just want her opinion on something for let's talk about it. Oh, Adrian, you you might have a lot of opinion on my situation, but we'll we'll a get lot. to that. Uh, <laughs> but 2020. I mean, a lot of people were saying January was the whole 2020. I mean, now we're in February, but yeah. What's the what's the goals for you all in 2020? Uh, <laughs> for me, just being for myself here um just really growth like growth in every way um i don't have like a i won't say i don't i don't not have a long-term plan for brunch to bomb but as long as what we've been saying the community supports it i want to continue to grow i want us to whether it's the venue that we're at find bigger and better venues uh more sponsors that believe in us um just any way we can grow nationally internationally let's go to new york but let's go to africa again uh we went to seychelles last year we plan on being back going to jamaica uh this year we're going to uh tanzania and zanzibar in december um so but like i said like we could do it for our culture but you know if if it's something weird you're talking about greece just last night you know there's all people out there in greece let's get it so um for me it's just it's just growth in any and all ways it's that and then it's also you know we're in 90s r&b brunch so we're always thinking about what's next um nostalgia is great 90s music is fantastic um and it really brings the culture together but we're also thinking about next steps and what's moving forward right so if our target audience is millennials and they're in their 30s they're getting ready to have kids and have families and stuff like that so we've been talking about turning it into like a family program and um you know turning uh doing programs at schools with kids kids to bomb um conferences and things like that so there's a lot of things that are on our idea board that we're working through um there's a lot just stay tuned we we realize that it's more than a party we realize that we are a community and that community is a is a movement and we're looking at the best ways to create programming that's valuable to the members of our community now and generations forward we think brush to bomb has brush to bomb as a community has a lot of longevity i think for all creators like this is a very unique story of friendship that is now into a partnership because i feel like aloysia and i kind of vibed with that too we met through craigslist and then us being roommates and now having this podcast um and i i saw an interesting quote where it's like um your passion project could get you paid um and i think that's what we want but like something that gives back to the community too because um we love featuring creators from all kinds whether you're in music or events or whichever but we definitely want to highlight like what's happening here in la especially since we're not from la so there's a lot of talent from non-locals yeah, Amen to that. Absolutely. <laughs> so let's talk about it 
Okay, let's talk about it. So we officially got into the segment to let's talk about it. And the first thing that we would like to talk about and acknowledge is the passing of Kobe. Um, That definitely hit home here in L.A. This is like the second tragic. First it was Nipsey, now it's Kobe and his daughter and nine. Well, it was nine people in total that passed. And we just want to take a moment for those that we lost. Um, We miss you, Kobe. Well, well, how do you guys feel? Well, you're from LA, so how do you feel about it, Ben? I know you you're a Laker fan. Yeah, um Did you cry? Nipsey and, and not not cry. Uh not that I'm not too many to cry. I just handle it differently. I kind of uh what was the term for when like a turtle you go into her own shell? Um first off, all respects to Nipsey as well. Uh Kobe hit me differently because I, I am a diehard Laker fan and to what echo everyone said, Kobe has grown up with us for twenty years, so you know, since I was a kid, um, Kobe's tragedy happened during our brunch, our last brunch, uh, last month. So we found out in the morning during the first hour, 30 minutes of brunch, mm-hmm. it happened. Um, so like, uh, almost 200 people there already. Yeah. So, uh, wow. so as, a uh, as, as a co-founder of brunch, it was really more of a, I was obviously devastated, but I was still kind of just, I was just curious, still trying to learn the facts, but then I had to stop myself and say, all right, Ben, you have this brunch. Like, is, is, is I'm going to have to take all these Kobe feelings, put them to the side, and handle on them after 5 o'clock. It's not this what I want to do. I just have no choice because the people are still here. Some people may not show up, but they, people are still coming. I remember when it first happened, I remember one of the security team came and said, oh, this is going to this is gonna hurt us. And I thought, well, if it hurts us, okay, well, then then we can just deal with it. If people don't show up, then we can just deal with the small community of people we have. Mm-hmm. But they did still come. So it was four or 500 people still there. We were fully blown capacity. 657 wow. people there. So at that point, it's more of like, all right, have a moment. Um, Age could tell you more about that moment. But for me, personally, it was just, I just contained it all. And then I was like, all right, when I get home, my first thought was, put it on CNN and I want to get all oh, the, the cause right now I'm just going through people's text messages and when I say Instagram and I don't believe everything I read. So I wanted to get in detail about everything. And then once I know the whole story, then um, it was more of a, for me as a Laker fan, as a bat and a basketball person, still play ball every morning. Kobe gave me everything he could for 20 years. So I'm just blessed to be able to witness it. Uh, the Gianna situation hit a little different because I'm a coach. I followed her before. I followed his wife, the whole Mamba squad. I follow on Instagram because I'm just a fan of everything. That hit because I didn't get to see it. You know, what I, mean? I didn't get to see the potential. Um, and just the thought of like, you know, the same way I feel about LeBron's son. I can't wait to see what he does. I feel the same way about uh, Gigi. You know, what I'm saying I don't watch uh, women's basketball all the time. I won't lie about that, mm-hmm. but I do still support it. And uh, I was definitely, I definitely watched her, and uh, I was looking forward to knowing she's gonna go to UConn and being like, "Yo, like, think myself, what if, what if, like, she really is like the dopest female player ever? Like, that would be just crazy." And I'm not a, I don't have no kids, but to me, I feel like, you know, people always say, "Oh, Kobe needs a son." I always think to myself, "Yo, if this girl turns out to be like that female, that's just as dope, regardless." And I'm not just saying that in a room of people. That's that's truly. What what crushed me and made me feel it? Uh, Kobe 
is more about just a tragic because obviously the second part of his life was already starting off to be what I think even as great as the first part in mm-hmm. basketball. But well, everything he's done for basketball is just like, yo, thank you. Just thank you. And then uh, just, you know, I, I, I don't even have the word for how I feel about uh, Gigi. Just just unfortunate. So, yeah, that's how it was personally outside of the business talk of it, which I've done eight million times already when it comes to Kobe and Brunch. It was a shock. Um, the beginning of the event is hectic. You're putting out a lot of fires. And then when one of our vendors came up and told me, I didn't believe it. I went on my phone instantly and, and Googled it and it came up true and it, it took the wind out of me. One of our team members started crying profusely. She's from Philly, um, has followed Kobe since he was in high school. Um, she's like a year younger than me. Um, so, you know, to Ben's point, we've all grown up with Kobe and watch him, you know, be this arrogant basketball player to, you know, this this well-rounded man. I didn't like Kobe as a basketball player. I was a I was a team player. I always liked Shaq over Kobe and I'm not going to act like I did. As he got more mature, I really started to grow a, a liking and respect for him. And when Mamba mentality became a thing, like that really struck a chord with me. For me, the thing that was most heartbreaking, the man dedicated his entire life to his purpose in that season. In that season of life, his purpose was to be a basketball player. That's what he decided. That's what God told him. That's what he did. And once that season of life was over, he was going to the next season, which was in his eyes to not only be a creative, but more importantly, be the best father and husband he could be. And the fact that he just got back to his family from the game of basketball and how you know you can see in clips how this family just how they loved each other and how much he loved his his girls being a girl dad being a husband the fact that him and Vanessa have been together since she was 17 years old her whole adult life that's the part that broke my heart because me not being a fan of him as a basketball player because I I used to play ball you know it just wasn't my style or whatever right I had become in later years a fan of Kobe Bryant, the man. That is a more, that is a very human connection for me. That's what made me cry at brunch. Just realizing that this man had done everything he could to provide and to follow his purpose, because purpose is a big thing for me. I think we're all here for one specific thing that God put inside of us, and your whole job is to figure out what that thing is. And once you figure it out, he'll give you another thing, and then another thing, and another thing, until he says, you know, job well done, my good and uh, faithful servant. And I feel like Kobe had got the job well done on basketball, and then he had gone on to the next thing. And for whatever reason, which is bigger than we we are allowed to understand, God called him home. So I just, I thought that was very sad, touched a chord with me. As an entrepreneur, having to deliver that at brunch, I was shook. I was shook. Um, I'm the panicker in the business partnership. Um, ben is the rock. He's always cool, calm, collective. I go into a frizzy about things. And so I was trying to not go into a frizzy because I know Ben is a diehard Kobe fan. His dog is Kobe. I was like, okay, I need to check on my friend. So I checked on him and he was already in business mode. So I was like, okay, well, if he's in business mode, I got to get in business mode. I'm like, what do we do? So we came with a plan. We're like, okay, everybody's not on their phone and we don't want it to be like a 
a wave of, hey, did you read? Hey, did you hear? So we stopped the music. We made an announcement. That was um, We did a moment of silence. And at this point, it was before, somewhere around 12, I think. Um, and then we decided um, that it was only right because we're an event that promotes black excellence and Kobe is an epitome of black excellence to pay due respects when we had everyone there. When we, re- when we reached whatever we thought our peak was going to be because we weren't sure if people were still going to come or not. What we found was everybody came and came in droves. We sold out of same day tickets by like one o'clock. It was almost like people were looking for something to do to get their to mind off, off of it, it. Um, and to not just just fall into that hole right so people came some the pre-sale people came later than they normally did but they still came we ended up turning away a couple hundred people so then somewhere around three or four o'clock ben came up with a brilliant moment um and he downloaded the speech from the last game and played kobe's speech from the last game um and then we went into higher uh, by John Legend, DJ Khaled, and Nipsey Hussle, and we paid respect to Kobe um, and Nipsey. At the time, we didn't even know um, that Gigi was on the helicopter as well. And then we uh, we paid respects on social media the next day, and we're going to be posting some stuff now in our Black History Month campaign to honor Kobe as well. But yeah, it's just it's just for me. Ben will tell you like I'm a workaholic, and purpose is very important to me. So. I don't balance stuff out when I'm working. I'm working. That's it. Like I'll get to you. And I expect everybody to just understand and support that, which for the most part, I'm blessed that they do because people see that I have purpose over my life that I'm pursuing. But like now I'm trying to realize that, you know, time isn't promised. So you can't you can have this black mamba like mentality on your grind or whatever and and pursuing this purpose and the things that you're passionate about. But you have to make time for people simultaneously because tomorrow may never never it it may never come um so that's something i'm still unpacking for me individually and yeah rest in peace to kobe and gianna and the other seven um victims of that tragic accident and love and condolences to their families um and especially to the bryant family for having to mourn so publicly it was not easy at all like the most part that i could i couldn't stop thinking about was the fact that he he was still he still had to be a dad those last moments like you know like just hug her and make sure and tell her like you're gonna be okay regardless of not knowing what's gonna happen you know I mean I'm not an expert but I'm pretty sure that if if I was to be in a situation I have my kid there like I'm gonna show you I mean I've shown you enough love but I'm just gonna just we're just gonna enjoy these moments because this is all we have at the moment so it's hard to just I was just thinking about that like wow like having to just know that you can't do nothing to save your daughter and you you guys are both like ready to be just gone it's like kind of scary so you know um shout out to to everybody that's been like you know being very supportive to vanessa brian um i see that she's she's been a little bit more open now um posting on her instagram and stuff so once again rest in peace kobe um so next thing for let's talk about it um we wanted to actually talk about black history month yay february my favorite month and it's not for valentine day it's more for my for my black people's day month actually so i'm dominican i do consider myself black i'm an afro-latina thank you you are you are an afro-latina a lot of the rest of the dominican culture that doesn't realize that listen oh she know what's up 
I'm, it's just that the thing is, I'm. it's not that I don't like to use that word ignorant. It's just that a lot of Dominicans don't think, um, you know, like they just think that we're just Hispanics, not knowing that, you know, the government had a lot to do with that, even when before, like we, we are like, if you look at my dad or my great grandmother, like they're literally darker than me, like, and it's like, hello, daddy. Like, do you not know you're African-American? Like, but he doesn't think he just thinks he's Spanish. So. But he's actually Afro, Afro, African American. I love being. I, so let's talk about it. What's what's going on with with you go first, Black History Month? <laughs> I'll keep it brief because you guys are in for in for it. Um, <laughs> no, this is the perfect time. No, we um, want to put the no, let's talk about it. No, no, I'm yeah. I'm I'm gonna be one thousand percent real. So um, I kind of mentioned this the other day. We had a meeting with um, our our one of our good friends, Amy. Um, so I was born in Decatur, Georgia, surrounded by black folks, moved out to Oakland, Sacramento, and then mom moved out here to East L.A., and I was just been surrounded by uh, Hispanics. That's why I would say it. Um, but Brunch 2 Bomb has kind of brought that African-American vibe back for me. I don't know if that's the right, right way to say it. So last two years, seeing Brunch, seeing Brunch 2 Bomb grow has actually help my passion and love for black people i don't want culture whatever it is grow as well so uh it's just highlighted a lot more there's so many more people instagram pages uh stuff that i follow that i'm learning about every day in february where i'm like oh i didn't know that oh i didn't know that you know you know the overall stuff about you know rosa parks and people talk about you know Martin Luther king you know overall stuff but just that diving more deep into it and seeing more of the everyday stories people like me same age are, are going through to ch make change and and grow and help the culture um so like like adrian said being a co-founder of brunch to bomb i do feel like we do a lot for the community for our culture so there's a lot more stuff that i'm more conscious of for my people that maybe i didn't think about two years three years ago it's just like all right i'm out here i'm drinking i'm partying smoking whatever it is to where now it's just more of a like man let me show let me show something positive like that uplift my people and black so black history month it's not a you know some people say like oh it's it's every day for me three twenty four seven three sixty five or whatever it is it is but it's just for me i'm just learning so much because of the community i thank you for that of of what we as a people have done and february just exemplifies that on 10 so i just try to soak up as much knowledge as as possible so and i'm enjoying every second no and i think that's super sorry because i had nothing to do with brunch to bomb that was just my personal <laughs> journey We're but yes yes so uh yes that's what brunch to bomb means for benjamin walker the person <laughs> i completely forgot about brunch for a second but yes no Go but I, I think it's really important because you mentioned community leadership um which adrian like talked about and i feel like for the month of uh, Black History Month, like a lot of people don't think about community leadership. Like a lot of these people are individuals that are making changes in our lives, and that's important. There's a lot yeah, of weight in that. Uh, I mean, oh, sorry. I mean, briefly, I will I'll lastly say, like, even this month's brunch on February, like, it meant something last year, and seeing how much we've grown, it means a lot. Like, I really like it's one of those we have our like group chat before we do every brunch and adrian usually leads it but this is one brunch where i'll be like yo y'all tell you what tell you a brunch we're not gonna mess up on like this brunch means as much to me 
dead ass as my birthday brunch in August. It means that much. It, it honestly, I right now I can't think of a brunch that's going to mean as much to me from what we do as this month because it's just like all right for what everything me and Adrian market speak push breathe talk all eyes are on you do not mess this up um so yes from uh from uh for brunch bomb for black history month it's it's everything for for me i don't think i told adrian that so yeah no that is the first time you said that to me um i i want to piggyback clarify and answer so i think that sometimes because the vibe right now is finally at a place where black culture is being celebrated in the way it deserves as we drive culture um, very heavily here in America and around the world. Um, I think that, you know, a lot of us, our, our parents, especially millennials, right? Our parents worked really hard to create opportunity for us um, and really create, they were really the first they, they knew that we were going to be the first generation where we could kind of step away from color should we choose so we could just be successful. And, you know, that's what they wanted. They want us to be successful and independent. So a lot of people of color um, that are millennials, I think that you, you hit a precipice, right, where you get to decide, do I want to dive into my heritage or do I just want to be American? Right. I wanted to dive into my Right. Marriage. And I think that's what I think it's it's so dope for me because as Ben says, I'm super duper black. Um, but you know, as Ben and I have been friends for years, but I would definitely say over the last two, three years we've become best best friends. And for me it's very touching as someone who loves my culture and have always loved my culture in this way, to see someone who looks like me that I care about so much, you know, really start to have the opportunity to really explore who he is as a black man, right? Because the world that he was living in said just be a man and know what it means to be black from a safety perspective. There was no resources to like really explore his culture, right? And his school systems, et cetera. You know, we met at a PWI, a private white institution, a university. Um, so like the black experience there was minimal as well. Um, for me, Black History Month um, at this point in my life, um, approaching 35 is a time to activate. It's for me, black Blackness is 24-7, 365, as Ben said. I celebrate my ancestors every freaking day. I recognize where I would, where I could not have been without their sacrifices um, and their ingenuity um, wholeheartedly. So now in Black History Month, I focus on making history, being a history maker, and being the type of ancestor that young people can look up to below me, that my nephews and my nieces, that my future kids can say, oh, wow, Auntie Adrian did that. Like she made history this month. I want to be in the history books. I want to make my ancestors proud in that way because I've had that opportunity to self-study and I still self-study. Our history is endless, right? Um, to learn about our contributions and things of that nature. And now in addition to that, you know, as I dive deeper, I want to get closer. I want to go back to Africa more. Um, as Ben said, Brunch Bomb had the privilege of going to Africa last year. Shout out to Yacht Week East Africa. And we'll be going back this year to new countries. And I want to stop stop studying it on the page and go to it. I've been gearing up since it opened to go to the African American Smithsonian because I had to literally mentally prepare because it's going to rip me apart 
it's going to just rip me apart emotionally. And I'm, I'm going there in, in May. Right. And I feel like that's a part of my black history celebration because black history to me is year round. My month is when I show the world, this is all the dope shit I'm doing to make history. Watch out. That's how I, that's how I celebrate black history month at this point in my life. Adrian coming through all 2020 and that's on period. Mm -hmm. The, the mic dropped literally. literally you guys didn't hear it but it definitely did like yes, just boom, boom. <laughs> sound effects like walk yeah. like she just completely walked off even though she's still sitting here but you know you know what i mean no it's important so Very what else you want to talk about um do you want to you want me to go first or you want me to uh do you mind if i go first on mine you could go ahead we need another female <laughs> advice okay. and, a, and a man you know, advice, Mr. Ben. I get most of my, my boy advice from Ben. Oh, well, that's perfect. Well, we, we, need we need both. It doesn't work, but I get it from him. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> just like, I don't take your advice. I do what I want. I uh, well, no, I mean, as everybody know, just recently the Super Bowl halftime show performance happened. Um, I do want to say it's important. Like, yes, Latinos were represented or Latinx, however people want to say. However, my problem with oh. the Super Bowl, like, to be honest, was really like, I, okay, yeah, maybe they look like me, but a lot of Latinos are not white passing Latinos. And I feel like a lot of people think Latinidad in general is just light skin Latinos. And I understand, like, cool, they got JLo, they got Shakira, they were dancing and doing a lot of like native dances or whatever but part of me was like they couldn't get other artists that represent like latino culture and i know they're both superpowers in their own right and i support women and everything but i was like i wasn't really for it the only part that kind of touched me which maybe a lot of people didn't recognize was when uh j-lo's daughter came up and performed with her along with the children and there was like a cage there were cages yeah that was supposed to symbolize all of the people ice. that are yeah all the ice uh detentions and things that were going on with that um like i wonder if people really knew a lot of the symbolism that was going on because i feel like a lot of people just saw and they were like oh ass latinas like a lot of dumb things and i'm like i don't know i value the performance it was cool it made history but i'm like we could always do better and the discussion is always open in my opinion Pitbull was on the performance? No, Pitbull wasn't. And I was like, why didn't they call it Pitbull? But yeah, I didn't want to bring that up. <laughs> I'm actually glad they didn't put Pitbull because he annoys <laughs> the shit out of me. Okay, uh, for Pitbull. <laughs> bet, bet. Um, I'm not Latina, so I'm going to tread lightly, but I will speak um, from my perspective. Um, I think that the NFL is a very tricky organization. Um, white America is a very tricky place to navigate um i do know that the nfl super bowl halftime shows are now coordinated and managed by rock nation which was part of the deal that jay-z struck with the nfl and as a result of rock nation coordinating the um the nfl halftime shows the nfl gives x millions of dollars to the rock nation social justice campaign so um, things like they are the rock nation is leading the lawsuit being filed against Mississippi state prisons because inmates are dying left and right. Right. Mm -hmm. So rock nation is doing a lot of social justice work. They just don't, they're about that. They, they, Jay, he's about it. He's not speaking about it. He's just being about it. You do what needs to be done. Right. So I think that 
it was definitely an iconic moment to have two Latinas um, perform at the Super Bowl. And in order to maintain and grow those opportunities for other people of color, because it, it always has to start somewhere, right? And so I think that as small as we may think it is, because we understand what's going on with ICE and, and um, detainment centers and 45 and his bullshit, um, the fact that they had the cages on the stage is like insane. Yeah. It, it's it's insane. Football is America's game, and you've got these I, these like the cages and the kid. Wow, the fact that that even happened, yeah. ridiculous. The fact that the inside of her um, fur coat was the Puerto Rican flag, ridiculous. Like those things happening would never happen in any other circumstances. So I think that one thing that we have to do. Um, and not saying this about you, but in general, I think that sometimes because of the platform that social media gives us, we are never satisfied. Oh, my God. And so cool. I feel like could more be done? Sure. But what's more than nothing? Because before nothing, nothing was being was- done. So now, sure, could we have had an idyllic um, uh, Super Bowl halftime show? Sure. But like. Just a couple of years ago, when Beyonce performed, it was she only enough. got on the ticket through Bruno Mars, and then she came out with dancers who were in formation and Black Panther outfits, and she did formation at the Super Bowl, which, just full circle, because we were talking about the, the, the evolution of Beyonce, mm-hmm. Beyonce has gotten blacker and blacker and blacker by the album, using her music for more than pop culture, but to push real matters in the community right so like there's a huge difference between b-day and lemonade and beyond like absurdly Mm -hmm. and so even with the even with that performance like it's transformative but there's two options right you can either transform to fit or to not to fit but to to change the existing system which is the faster option of the two because the NFL is now a superpower or you take all the people of color and leave the league and start your own league, which is a very expensive solution. So right now we're, we're going for option a, and it's a long game. Like I I encourage anyone who's interested to read, um, this past Sunday, um, Super Bowl Sundays, um, New York Times lifestyle section, Jay's on the cover, and he talks about the deal with Rock Nation because he also got a lot of gruff for working with NFL after the Kaepernick situation, and it's like, I get it. I still don't support the NFL. I watch the Super Bowl because of Jay's involvement with the Super Bowl. Um, not because I'm a JMB super fan, which I am, but because I read the article and got to see the transformative work. Like, that's the thing. When you strike a deal with another company, you have to strike a deal for a bigger picture, right? When we're striking deals for Brunch to Bomb, we're not just striking deals for the percentage that we get of food and beverage sales. We're striking deals to make sure that people are treated appropriately so that outside of our event, you treat people better as well. Like we're striking deals to change the way that you're treated in general, but it all starts with how much money do you bring to the table? What's your assets, right? Jay has a superstar asset in that he's friends with all of these artists. It's as easy as saying hey Shakira come through J-Lo come Come through through. the Mm -hmm. two rappers I always forget their names that were part of the performance they're on Rock Nation yeah 
No, see, this is important because I feel like I didn't know this back backstory, so I'm very interested in reading the article. Yeah, it's brilliant. Um, please send it to me whenever you have the Just time. Just Google New York yeah. Times, Jay-Z, <laughs> Rock Nation. It'll come up. It was on February 2nd. Also, the head of Rock, the Rock Nation, the president of Rock Nation, because Jay's the CEO, founder, is oh, you're a Latino about woman. Latino gang. You're talking about the two. You said Rock Nation? Yeah. Um, Bad Bunny and Jay Balbin. Yeah. The one that came out with uh, yeah. Beyonce Coachella. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Latino, Latino gang. Like, cause the thing is, they also, um, what I did read was that, um, Romeo Santos, um, he's like a super Spanish artist. Romeo Santos. Uh, he, he, he's part of Rock Nation, but the Spanish side of rock nation so it's like we're all kind of still together you know like yeah. so i want to kind of piggyback on what you said about social media because um i do get this a lot from hispanics um we're just never content like you get what i'm saying like i f i feel like that halftime show like yeah granted we don't seen a thousand great ones michael jackson Janet jackson whole titty out like we seen we've been through it all but i'm just saying like to see two like shakira like i grew up listening to her not saying that I love all her songs, that I love her now, but just to see her and J Lo, like J Lo, you see, you know where she came from. Like you she know, really it was just really dope. I watched a part of the game at EPNLP with some friends, and EPNLP, I mean, it's multicultural, right? And I was sitting with a bunch of black people. Shakira came on, and everybody was saying every word. I'm like, damn, y'all really fuck with Shakira. But she, I didn't know the, I knew the song, but I wasn't that like FIFA, that FIFA verbatim. song that she that she that yeah. she did. So it was just like you get what I'm saying. Like that's iconic for well for me. I could just give that on my opinion, but like I really feel that for Hispanics, like they did their thing, especially j-lo because i'm like you went from dancing to like sucking at acting and then back to singing and now you're doing super bowl like what the fuck going on but hey i'm not gonna sit here and talk shit about it i'm just gonna be like you know what like i'm because it's just like i i hate people like that they're just so quick to just be so negative about something and it's just like uh like, can y'all just, can y'all give the shorty some but, credit? But that's also why it's important that we foster safe places for dialogue, right? Mm -hmm. Sometimes we just vent on social media and it's like, if you say something I don't like, then I don't have to respond to you or I can just talk shit or block you, et cetera. But like, you were brave enough to say your true opinion, oh, right? I always and then I was able to share something <laughs> with her that she didn't know. No, so now yeah. she's rethinking her opinion or she could have said the same thing back to me. And that's, that's the beauty of dialogue and human connection that we have to bring back into the world i totally agree with that oh no and i agree it was an iconic moment i think for me as a mexican-american i was just like i don't know i see a lot of like for me it's a little bit difficult because i'm like i wasn't born here and i'm in america and it's like who i'm in between two borders like who do i identify with but i think it was definitely iconic i just think it was a very layered complex thing that we need to talk about and dialogue is open, so. No, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, the thing, the thing I was gonna say was that I think what you were saying about like fair skin Latinos, Latinas, etc. Like that's something that we experience as well. Mm. Um, the closer, the lighter you are, the more accepted you are, right? We're just now entering stages where you know darker skinned African Americans or Africans are more acceptable on the main on the mainstream. The the problem is is that the mainstream is white America. Yeah. So the more you look like them, the more they they want to let you in is all, right? But then the more we keep breaking down walls, it shouldn't take this long, but it does in this country. Like 
like now we have Lupita Nyong'o's and things like that, where there is no way Lupita Nyong'o would be where she was if Oprah didn't make her skin tone. So her herself as a brown skinned person, um, someone that white people fell in love with. It just creates, and I'm, I hate that that's how this country works, but it's how this country works. And so it just, it takes time, more time than it should. But I think that the levels of progression that you're seeking are valid. Um, And I hope we get there way sooner than my people have gotten there and are still fighting to get to. I hope we're all awake on 2020. Mm -hmm. Because this episode, you know, Adrian came through with her knowledge. Yes, we appreciate it. We do. I mean, I'm kind of, I'm kind of woke, but I'm still being, you know, a little bit more woken. We're only here because Ben talked me into doing a party two years ago. <laughs> That's right, Ben. Hey. Shout out to Ben. Is ben still there? He's still here. He's still here. He's just admiring us, like you know, just taking over. He's like, wow, look at what I just started. He's just over there, just taking all the credit, all the credit, man. Well, um, this is a really good discussion. I know. Yeah. I was like, I don't even want it to end. Same. Don't leave. I, I, you know what it is? I, I don't. I don't know how many questions you guys have. So it's more of a, like a Adrian gave her answer on the whole Latina Super Bowl situation. I was in my mind thinking, like, you know what? They could have six more questions going on. And Adrian <laughs> gave a very in depth answer. Like, you could give to, like let's move. Like, you know what I'm saying? Let's move on let's before yeah, to yeah, the yeah, next yeah. one. So. Um, but like, yeah, just to keep it short in that space, like it is a start. Like, well, so. we like to, we like to give our listeners a little tease. So, you know, yeah, we got no, you guys here it. and then, and then it's just like, who knows? Maybe you guys come back for season, um, season three. And then it's just like, you guys brush to bomb. It's going to be not. in Africa, New York, I'm, I'm, yeah. Philly. I'm, I need, I need everyone to hear everywhere. this. I need I'm definitely not coming back until you guys come to brunch to bomb. I'm coming to brunch to bomb next one. Okay. The next, um, he sh- okay. he sh- I don't know if I'm mistaken. But February 23rd. 23rd. I was going to say 22nd, but I'm close. 23rd, you good. 23rd. Okay. We are there. <laughs> so wait, do you guys want to like air? Um, we should, They already said February 23rd. February 23rd. That's a Saturday or Sunday? Every brunch to bombs on a Sunday. On the Sunday. Every okay. main brunch to bombs on Sunday. We have, Sunday. occasionally have pop-ups. Okay. You know what? You know, let me make, let me make easier. Make, hey, Go on Instagram. Me like, really? Go on Instagram. Brunch, the number two bomb. Then also our website, brunch2bomb.net. Adrian's very, I, I, I got it. Wait, presented, it? Uh, uh, presented by McDonald's Ooh. for the next one. Presented Ooh. by McDonald's. Black and positively golden. Hashtag BPG. Anything else? Myself, DJ Damage from Real 92.3. Wow. He's be with us. Okay. And we have a whole lot of just surprises for you guys. I'm in there like swimwear. I mean. To your question, um, we are is there a theme? Yes, this month's theme is Malcolm X the movie, but all of our brunches, our main events are themed after movies and TV shows from the 90s and early 2000s, uh, many of which are available on Netflix, so maybe you should sponsor us. Friends? Netflix? Netflix. Strong Black Lead? Wait, I was going to Do say, you listen? doesn't uh, Benjamin have a Netflix plug? <laughs> help your friend out. Just well, we're he got to help himself we're out tr- because he's part of Brunch 2 Bomb. True. If it was only that simple, time. Like I said, same thing with the same thing with the super half time. It's a it's a it's a step. As as a, someone who grew up in East LA, would it be great if Vicente Fernandez and God Rush and Celia Cruz and everyone come out to Superboy? Would but like yeah. it's a step. We have to we have to we have to get there. Um, so it's the same way with with Brunch Two Bomb. We're building and and trust me, we will definitely we're definitely trying to get the Netflix and 
we're, we're out here. Everything you guys are saying, me and Adrian are are on it. Growth. 2020. Growth. Brunch Shoe Bomb growth. But in the meantime, tickets on sale this Friday, noon. Brunch Shoe Bomb presented by McDonald's. Malcolm X team. Mm -hmm. yeah it definitely is growth and i want to say that for the entrepreneurs that are listening and you guys as well as budding entrepreneurs shit takes time and sometimes you hit some overnight success like we did with brunch to bomb that we weren't expecting and it jades you and you expect everything to come that fast and it doesn't you know we've been working on partner and sponsorship deals diligently since i would say a little bit into our first year we've been trying to um, get partners and we've had some wonderful opportunities we got to do some events for fx networks and their show snowfall and you know we got to work with blavity and go to afrotech and work with hennessy and mcdonald's there but like having an opportunity to have our brunch locally presented by a global organization like mcdonald's through a campaign that is specific to black excellence in their we are golden campaign um, black and positively golden like that's huge and it's not something that has happened on accident. Deals like these we've been working on for a year and a half just to get this far. Um, so stay diligent. Um, stay true to your brand. Um, true to your pillars, the foundation of your company. And be patient. And most importantly, as Ben has taught me, optimistic and things come. Well, it's definitely gotten very real and very uncut with some conversations that i feel like need to be heard for all of you listeners tuning in we want to thank both of the creators of brunch to bomb adrian reed and benjamin walker uh, follow them on ig we'll be posting more about their events as well all the flyers um, that way you all know where to go and click on the link to purchase those tickets because you still have time you have a couple more weeks left so stay ready and don't forget to follow us on ig broke ain't no joke and we're calling out all artists continue to please send us your music and don't forget to email us our email is on our ig would you guys like to once again brunch to bomb ben yeah brunch to bomb.net's the website full calendars on the website i think she said a couple you have a couple weeks to get these tickets you have till friday to get these tickets and I suggest you do it on, no, you're fine. I'll just do it on Friday because they sell out fast. Um, and then once they're gone, they're gone. There's not a DM Ben and Adrian, DM Brunch to Bomb. They're, they're gone. So so you uh, can't pay at the door. You could, but that's my next step. The next step after that is first come, first serve. Tickets are sold out the door. People tend to line up as early as 9 o'clock. So doors open at 11. Um, am I forgetting anything here? If you do same-day tickets, um the pre-sale ticket holders are admitted first you have to wait it's a it's a numbers game so the earlier you arrive the better but there's no guarantees and even pre-sale people are only guaranteed up into a certain hour that's listed on their ticket for guaranteed admission and there are no refunds and you heard you heard it here first and broke ain't no joke y'all better get there be squared and we definitely want to thank um espacio 1839 which houses radio espacio the community radio that we are lucky enough to record out of thank you so much for providing the space in boyle heights um, follow Espacio1839 at EH. Shout out to my boy Eddie, Pablo, Vanessa. That's all I know. People, I know boy Ike. Yes. I'm like, Pablo. They would be, be mad. Like, yo, you in BH? Let them know what's up. Tell, wait, tell Pablo to listen to the podcast, yes, please. I got you. I got you. <laughs> Shout out to uh, all the homies for DJ Benjamin Walker. <laughs> Follow Espacio 1839 at ESPACIO 1839 and Radio Espacio 
R-A-D-I-O underscore E-S-P-A-C-I-O underscore. I would like to give a shout out to Alan. Thank you, Alan, for actually stopping by and coming through today to record. And I want to shout out Alvin, my friend. He's actually leaving to New York tomorrow. Boom. So, but it's okay. I'll be in New York real soon. And shout out to everybody else that always sliding into our DMs and asking us about the podcast and what what we have planned to do next. So thank you guys. And we shout out to all you guys. Love you. Yes. And most importantly, thank you so much for supporting the podcast. Don't forget to follow us on our personal IGs. Uh, mine is at K-A-R-M-E-N-P-R girl, Carmen P-R girl. And you can follow me at Aloysia, A-L-O-Y-S-I-A-A-A underscore. So that's three A's underscore. Yes. And don't forget to rate us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And we are live every second and fourth Wednesday of the month. Our next episode will be on February 19th. And we're out. I'ma tell you like a P told me. Yeah. I'ma tell, uh. And, um, okay I'ma tell you like a G told me You could do anything and that's that I'ma go hard, I'ma beast, I'ma dog Niggas hate from afar and that's facts When I pull up, I'ma show out I be dripped down, dressed up in all black Never need luck, I be charged up Get your buzz up, little nigga, and that's that I'ma tell you like a G told me You could do anything and that's that I'ma go hard, I'ma beast, I'ma dog Niggas hate from afar and that's facts When I pull up, I'ma show out I be dripped down, dressed up in all black I'll be charged up, get your buzz up, no nigga, and that's that Pass me the rock and I'll go for the win Back on my shit yet again, my baby girl got a twin I need to push out the bend, spend a few bands on my friends, ayy Talking about me like you act like you know me Back up, back up on me, niggas too phony Early twenties like I'm old Ginobili Purple, yellow, like a shout out to Kobe, ooh I believe I was born what I'm born to be The tough talk, walk around like a prince or king I can't wait just to see what my future brings I grew up up in niggas doing new jack swing On beat, punk rock, everything in between I was down to sunset at like 7 years old 2 a.m. just checking the scene In Miami, find my first beam On the low, I'd show off some LSD I'm weird, all the weirdos tripping on the beach for the past